Hello and welcome to this very special phonus episode. I'm out the back in my office with Ramona. She's sitting on my lap. I'm trying to get her not to eat the microphone cord as I do this because I wanted to tell you what this uh, phonus episode was all about. Uh, one of the coolest things about doing this podcast has been all the cool people I've met through it who've done stuff with what we've done on the show. Um, uh, James Fosdyke, uh, the the amazing artist who does all the art for our show and is also doing the art for my tours now. Uh, the people who do the TOEFOP quotes on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, there's a bunch of others as well. I love everyone who can c- contributes to it, uh, which brings us to this. Uh, a couple of months ago, a guy called Justin Hobson, who is a Big listener, a big teabagger, got in touch just to say, was there anything that he could do to help out? Uh, At the start, he suggested he might be able to send out t-shirts or things like that. Well, we're excited to say that we're we're doing the t-shirts through Estoy Merchandise now, and they did a great job with The Last Lot, and I'm working with James Fosdyke on uh, a new lot at the moment. So we'll tell you about those when they come out. But Justin and I got to chatting online, and he said, well... What, what about, um, I'm practicing my editing skills. Would you mind if I went back and edited together some bits from some of the episodes? Now, that was an idea I'd been thinking about anyway, trying to get Charlie back in the show, even though he can't be back in the show for a while. Uh, and introducing people who've just come to the podcast since it's been Fofop to, to where it started with Tofop. So... Justin went away without any advice to, from me. I just said, you know, do what you want, mate, because it's it's your project. I want you to kind of give us your interpretation. And uh, so he's decided to do it 10 episodes at a time. So basically what you're about to listen to is a kind of uh, 65, 70-minute uh, excerpt from the the first uh, 10 episodes of TOEFOP. Uh, it was amazing for me to look back on a time where Charlie was an unemployed actor and the podcast was still called 30-odd foot of podcast. <laughs> Uh, but it was also amazing uh, to me to hear how many of the things we still talk about today uh, are in those first 10 episodes. Gritty reboots, Adam Sandler, Russell Crowe, superheroes, hypotheticals, probably a bit more prison sex back there, looking things up on Wikipedia, and yes, of course, horribly unreliable sound. Um I hope you enjoyed this Fofop episode. Oh, I should mention that uh, next episode is episode 69 of Fofop, so for something special, because it's Fofop and we should celebrate episode 69, I am going to put up the uh, podcast from the LA Podcast Festival, so that'll be the next one up after this. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Justin. The following episode of Tofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOB advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. All right, hello and welcome to 30 Odd Foot of Pod. I'm Charlie Clawson. And my name is Will Anderson. Will, how are you going? I'm good. We've got a name for our podcast. I know, it feels good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's been like a, an ongoing conversation with us. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a name. Of such a I name. kind of felt like we were sort of putting it off uh, yeah. for a long time. Like we didn't want to talk about it because it's hard work. Do you know what it was? Like we came up with names. But it's hard to like stick to something. And this is why I admire parents in some ways. Like when you name your child and then that's it. Yeah. Like, that's it, their name for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like, you know, like these, you know, these parents who, like, well, you know, let's be honest, Bogans and Hillbillies, but like these people who come up with these brand new names yeah. for their kids. Kanisha. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's like you like that's that's hilarious. Kanisha. Or, Bra- or Braden, where they take Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Brendaden. I'm going to call my kid this. And then you're like, that's great. That's great. And then like, oh, I, you must just like a month later go, oh. Did your parents ever tell you about the other names that you could have been? Did they say, oh, we, before we called you Will, we're going to call you this or this? Uh, I, I didn't get that option because I'm named after my two grandfathers. Uh, okay. Yeah. So my first name is Grandpa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, William is my um, mother's father and James is my dad's father. So, so there's never going to be, there's always going to be in honour of the ancestry. I guess so. Unless like, I guess like unless the week before the pregnancy my grandfather saw my mum and was like, wow, you look fat. <laughs> She's like, I'm not naming my child after that bloke. Well, my mum always told me that they were really, I was, before it was Charles, it was going to be Oliver. And I really have wondered how my life would have been different if I was Ollie Clawson. Ollie. I think Ollie suits me. I could have been an Ollie. Oh, you would have got a lot of, please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, like, well, I get a lot of Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, mm. Cheer Up Charlie. Like, my name is a cartoon character's name like yeah. it, it's not a name that inspires a lot of respect like the amount of people when i'm walking my dog will stop me and go oh charlie that's my dog's name and it's like <laughs> okay good do you get did you ever get chuck yeah yeah a few people call me chuck i get chuck Chaz, uh well chevy chuck chunk other people call me chunk, chunk. Too. i don't know how chunk got from chuck got to chunk but i know a few charlies get called chunk as well i don't know how that happens i don't know maybe it goes chuck then chunk it's like that. It's the second well, step. Well, nicknames are. I, I've always wanted a nickname. Like I never had one. In never high ever. Because Charlie sounds like a nickname. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is technically a nickname. What's that Australian thing? Have you put an O or an E on the end of something? Yeah. Like to abbreviate it. So the, the Australian brain already goes. Well, he's got yeah. one. He's got one. Yeah. I'm not going to call him Charlie well, O. That's actually not true. I did have a nickname, but it was more of a. You know how when you're in high school, there's in joke yeah. nicknames. Like you sort of develop your own language. Yeah. And my school had this weird thing. Like, like based on an incident. But Normally, well, right? Like, or, so or, that's yeah. why they called you goat or, or just, sucker. Or just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or just a bizarre observation, yeah. Man who will swallow. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Old> delicate lips cloth. <laughs> Velvet tongue. <laughs> no, I, I never had a nickname at all. Like, I, I, I never even got Ando. Uh, did you go private school? Yeah. Yeah, there, well, but there and, was boys and, and girls. Would been, yeah, Ando would have been perfect, yeah, right? Yeah, Ando for private school, of course. When I was a kid. When Sensational, was, mate. Ando. Ando. Ando's here. Come on, Sensational. Ando. Sensational. And I you used to wear your uh, chambray shirt and yeah. uh, iron-free slacks <laughs> with those uh, leather boat shoes, private school uniform. That's like the weird thing about going to a private school is you'd have a casual clothes day and everyone would come kind of wearing a uniform anyway. I've tried to get Ando to catch on as an adult. Yeah, I've unnoticed. But it just has not. Well, that's the thing. When you try and invent a nickname for uh, yourself, like I, when I was about 12, I tried to invent the nickname Clutch. I just thought it sounded cool and it yeah, had right. a C in it. Wow. Didn't work. Yeah, and I'd I would have thought thing. you were Clutch and something else. <laughs> like, that's, that's bad. But I didn't have a, a nickname at all and I really wanted one and I did try to give myself a nickname like you did. Yeah, what yeah. was yours? Oh, well, this is the worst. Uh, donuts, right? Ah. I wanted to be called Donuts. And the reason was uh, that I was um, reading these books um, c- called uh, Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators. Do you remember those books? No. They were like... Um, Is it like Encyclopedia Brown or one of those... Yeah. Like... Mystery. Um, yeah, they're kind kids of... Solve it. I think that... Yeah. That, yeah. No, they were a bit older than that though. They were like okay. more like um, Famous Five, Secret Seven, right, yeah, something yeah. like that, right? And there was this like nerdy guy who solved all the mysteries called Jupiter Jones. 
and um jj yeah that's right and i was like i want to be like i want to name like jupiter so i came up with donuts i'm not really sure yeah, right. what the link between those two is but in my head there was one but I, I was aware see i was smart i was aware that you couldn't just name it name yourself <laughs> So he was my. So what, you started an underground uh, buzz campaign? <laughs> Start online, did a few viral. <laughs> no, even worse, this is what I did. I went down to the local supermarket, right? And I bought one of those, I don't know, like 24 cinnamon donut supermarket packets. <laughs> oh my packets, God. Right? Branding. Yeah. <laughs> so then I would like linger at Little Play, <laughs> at little, little Play at lunchtime, right? I would linger. Eating these donuts, of course, like, enigmatically, enigmatically, enigmatically eating these donuts, thinking that everyone would be like, "Hey, who's that cool kid? Is always like eating donuts. You know what? We should call him Donuts." Hey, what's up, Donuts? <laughs> what are you doing? Eating donuts. <laughs> wow, you put a lot more thought into it. Yeah. Does Spider Man? Because I understand that he wears his suit under his regular clothes. Right, that's yeah, kind of the yeah, conceit yeah. of Spider-Man, yeah, right? Yeah. That he's always got the suit on, yeah, and that under his clothes, and he just puts the hood on and takes off, yeah. But when you see him rock up to like fight the Green Goblin or whatever, he doesn't like have a man bag. Yeah, so like his clothes going. Where is the clothes? Yeah, I, I think actually I've seen it. I think he makes a little spider web pouch, so he gets them just in an alleyway, makes yeah. a little pouch, puts them in there, goes off, comes back. So he always goes back? Yeah, I think so. It's a boring bit of his night, isn't it? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's had this awesome time, like, fighting, you know, super villains and, like, hanging upside down and passion hot chicks yeah, and yeah. all the things that Spidey gets up to, coming up with good quips about stuff. And then he has the traips back around the city. Oh, where are his shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, hoping no homeless person's come and grabbed his, uh, grabbed his stuff. I reckon yeah. he would just, he'd just shop at Dimmy's. He would just buy, like, 10 like, pairs of the same jeans. in his wallet to... and stuff. Ah, oh, that'd be annoying, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Definitely. you'd have to put it somewhere safe because he's, like, there's no, like, that Spider-Man outfit, there's no, like, you can't, you never see him, oh, there's his wallet. What do you mean he has to put it somewhere safe? He'll suspend it six stories up, he's going to get it there. It'll be safe. Yeah, all right, but it'd be a hassle. And then he has to find his way back there to get it every time. Yeah. So You never you... see that in the movies. No, well, of course not. <laughs> like, it always just seems like, yeah, like, let's go off to do whatever we're doing next. Yeah. You never see him going back to get the stuff. You saw him go back to his apartment in the first one. Yeah. And then have to... But he doesn't leave the stuff at his apartment. Well, yeah. he's, if he's leaving home, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everything's there. You just leave the shit at home. But if you're out and about when an emergency strikes, which is normally what happens for yeah. Spider-Man. I've got the worst hands in the world. I'm holding them up. You can't see them. But how would you describe those? They're like... Uh, well, they're small. They're chubby. Yeah. They're, they're short and chubby. Like Homer Simpson's hands. Yeah, they are like Homer Simpson's hands. You, you know, they look like the hands of a much shorter, fatter person <laughs> than you are. I remember I was... They look like... If you saw them on a dwarf, you would go, oh, that dwarf has slightly large hands. But yeah. not... Well, what, what I, the way I would describe it is the palm is actual normal human adult male size. Yeah. But then the fingers are like half size and almost twice the width. It's true. They're like, Gemma calls them paws. She says, my Irish heritage, that they're perfectly built for digging potatoes in the dirt. <laughs> like, I'm a human wombat. Like, these things are burrowing. Like, if I was an X-Man, I've somehow got this kind of, like, digging gene. That would yeah. be me. It's, does it give you trouble, like, typing or anything? Yeah. Like, are your palms on the other case? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a gorilla, just pounding. <laughs> 
Basically, my, 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 on my laptop, it's just two gigantic keys. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. How do you pick stuff up? Did you have to stuff extra bits in the end of gloves? Gemma has Did you buy fingerless gloves that actually fit your whole <laughs> finger? Yeah, pretty much. That, you know what? That's kind of what it's like. When I wear fingerless gloves, just a tip, my nails come out of the end. Gemma and I were editing a, a, a video last year and um, uh, Gemma was sitting with the editor watching the takes and I was sitting in the background doing some work on my laptop and there was a biscuit jar just near where I was sitting. <laughs> And the biscuit jar was on the glass top table. And I sort of was like working in, you know, absolutely. And I was reaching into the jar, but there's only a few biscuits left. And they're right down the bottom of the jar. And so I reached down and I was straining to get the last biscuit. And then once I made a fist to pull the biscuit out, my hand got stuck. And I'm starting rattling around. And it's glass on glass. And I look up and I just see the editor and Gemma like slowly turn around. And there I am like Winnie the Pooh with my hand in a glass jar. And so I finally sort of explained like, I explained what had happened and, and the editor was like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. And she was really apologetic as if, you know, like I'd done something really embarrassing and she like called front desk and got them to bring like a fresh jar of cookies so <laughs> this wouldn't happen again. But you know, the thing about it, if I just moved like two inches to the left, I would have had enough kind of angle to get the biscuit. It was just because fat hand. And your hand is like one of those little claw, arcade claws <laughs> <laughs> that can never get around. If you had an, a letter from Adolf Hitler, if somehow Adolf Hitler... What, what does it say? Congratulations on your uh, Logie nomination. Really looking forward to the third season of Gruen. Like somehow, because you know how Adolf Hitler, you know how he's into all that kind of weird science and, you know, he's yeah. sort of, he developed some kind of time machine and they could see into the future, but they could only get one channel and it was the ABC. Yeah. And he's like, Gott in Himmel. This Anderson is funny. Anderson. Will Anderson. <laughs> Swedish? Is Hitler Swedish in yeah. the future? Well, anyway, so he sends you a letter saying, hey, look, um, you know, you know, shit's getting real in 1939. I've just invaded Boland. Yeah. But I like to relax. And when I turn on my time-traveling television, yeah. I see The Glass House. And it's a really great show, man. Would you, be, would you frame that? Would you show people that Hitler dug your show? I'd be like, Hitler, dude, what are you doing, man? If you ever, like, got a... You can't speak back to him. Oh. It only goes uh, one way in this uh, uh, scenario. Because well, I was going to say, if he has got a television that travels through time, he does not need to invade other countries. He only gets the ABC, though. It can really piss you off. <laughs> After a while, there's only so many repeats of Mother and Son. So many episodes of the bill. <laughs> it's probably where he got the idea for his moustache. Maybe yeah. George Negus. <laughs> oh man! Did you um? Did you like the dead? You like Daredevil? The Daredevil comic? The comic book I yeah. loved. The yeah. movie I loathed with every fiber of my. Did brain. you really love it? No, I just was very, very disappointed. Yeah. Because, because Daredevil is my favorite comic book character. No, really? Yeah. More than Batman. More than Batman. He is like Marvel's Batman. He is, exactly. And all the things that I love about Batman, I love about Daredevil. I find... I Except with just uh, like oppressive Catholic dogma. Yeah, but also he just, like more so than Batman, loves to bang really hot chicks. When you were growing up reading comic books, yeah. and even like every now and then they'd throw up like a... Burton's Batman or the original mm -hmm. Superman or whatever and there'd be like a comic book film that did really well and yep. sort of got a, you know, a bit of critical and commercial success did you imagine that we'd be in the situation we are now where every single comic book you've ever read is getting adapted like it's like the world after X-Men the first X-Men said holy shit like there's a built-in audience they've got a universe that we can just like build upon franchise films like it's insane it would be like they started just making movies all of a sudden about AFL football. Yeah. 
Like if, if that's what it felt like to yeah, me. Because totally. I was always into comic books and like apart from Superman and Batman or Wonder Woman TV series, you know what I mean? Like you'd never see and I would like if I think of the quality of TV shows I was willing to put up with because they were about superheroes. Yeah. Like I watched every episode of The Flash. Yeah. Me too. Like every episode. Yeah, I, I'd actually. I've watched, that. I didn't I've, watched that nine, I've watched nine series of Smallville. Yeah, right. You know, and you've hated like, every one of them. Every too. time I ask Will about what he thinks of like Life of the Small, it's like oh, it's terrible. And it's like, but you've watched fucking eight series. At what point do you go? Well, this is not improving. I should probably stop watching. It's about superheroes, and I love superheroes. When I grew up in the country, that was all at the local pub, the one we used, the star, no, 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 the site, um, no, the club, it was called the club, but then it changed names to Ringers. To the new club? No. <laughs> ringers, like as in, you know, the ringer looks around and he's beaten by, like, you know, from the... The ringer looks around, yeah. yeah. Click go this year. Like, the ringers. On a Friday night, they used to have this thing uh, where... A, a, a girl and a guy would for like a twenty dollar drink card or whatever would go into a tent and they would have to swap clothes. Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> it's like a nineteen eighties teen movie. And they only played these are the only songs that ever got played at Riggins. Cold Chisel. Yeah. Case Jimmy especially. Barnes. <laughs> like his solo stuff. Ian Moss, because Ian yeah, Moss yeah. was Tucker's daughter and shit. And songs that had the word sex in them. So I want your sex or anything by Prince. And yeah. that was the only songs that ever got Do you played. remember like in the 90s? Oh look, maybe it's not the 90s. Maybe it was just at the time when I was sort of just starting to go to nightclubs and discos. Mm. But like you go to a club like that or a pub like that where there was a dance floor. And they just say they would play like straight rock. But then they would just drop that sexy song. Like when I was in year 12, I think it was Closer, Nine Inch Nails. Oh yeah, totally. And they just dropped that out of the blue. Yeah. And then the whole dance floor would transform into like fucking... And just thrusting it used to make me laugh every time it was like Pavlovian like oh, right. everyone would be listening to music and dancing and talking and then like a sexy song would come on and everyone's like humping in the fucking such a, like it's such a, an album that should have come out like yeah, you know, like, yeah. hump songs oh yeah hump songs of 91 yeah. <laughs> like you know so funny it's so funny there's another one before that uh, I want to get freaky with you do you remember that it's yeah, like a yeah. ballad yeah. who was that I want to get freaky with you and every fucking girl I knew <laughs> that's it every fucking girl I knew thought that was like the sexiest song like you knew if you were at a party and you were just happened to be near a girl when that fucking song came on you were guaranteed to get some are you looking up who it is yeah. it's not R. Kelly is it nah I think it's before Silk there you go Silk was Silk really it's a one hit wonder yeah totally. Silk Silk. That's such a shame. Silk's hanging out with... Um, Colour me bad. With, <laughs> and the scat man. Um, I, I've got the lyrics to um, Want to Get Freaky With You by Silk, which, by the way, you can get set as a ringtone to your phone. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so the, the, the initial lyrics that I can see here are Freaky Baby, Oh Yeah, Freaky Baby, Freaky Baby, Oh Yeah, Freaky Baby. So that's like a reprise. Yeah. Let me lick you up <laughs> and down till you say stop. Now, can we just have a look at that? Licking someone up is easy, but yeah. licking down is actually quite difficult. Yeah, I don't know. Because you, know I mean? like, you can't lick it, with the bottom of your tongue. Well, can you? Why not? I'll try. It's I want to drag my tongue up and down, he could have said. Yeah, but if, if you lick, lick someone, it's an what you end up doing is you lick upwards and then you would turn around yeah, and lick back down the other way, which is still kind of up. Yeah, you know that's, I mean? quite, that's quite a big effort. Yeah, alright, so let me lick you up and down till you say stop, which is weird, because that's kind of like... Then we should, you know, and if you go any further, then you're like, possibly an NRL yeah. player. Well, clearly she's not enjoying it. You don't want her to say stop, do you? Silk. But anyway, let me lick you up and down till you say stop, let me play with your body, baby, make you real hot. You know what, that's, I never saw that coming. 
let me do all the things you want me to do. Oh, well, that's good. Now he's back to consensual sex at good. least. Because yeah. tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. Baby, don't you understand? I want to be your nasty man. <laughs> I want to make your body scream and you will know just what I mean. How do you make someone's body scream? Is he having like some kind of psychotic episode That's there? That's weird, isn't it? You hear your body scream and you will know what I mean. It sounds... About yeah. what? If that was discovered by the FBI in some kind of like, they kicked the door into some apartment and there was yep. just like horrible autopsy photos all over the wall. And, and, and letters cut out of newspapers that spelled out. <laughs> I want to make your body scream. Yeah, and you'll know just what I mean. Yeah, that is definitely psychotic. What I love though, in brackets after, and you will know just what I mean, it says, you know what I mean? <laughs> 24 karat gold to warm the nights when you get cold. Because bitches like money. Those who love the gold. I want to lick you up and down and then I want to lay you down. Oh! Brilliant. Hang on. Lick her up and down and then let... So she's standing while you're doing the first pass. Oh. Well, that's even harder to lick down. That's harder. Because she's standing. Yeah, because how do you get to... You've got to start at her Achilles, I imagine. Where do you yeah. start the, the lick up? Well, no, yeah. lick up and down. It could just be her shoulder. I'll lick you up and down. No, it's going to be head to toe. Well, I mean, I, I think he's implying that he's going to do head to toe. And so that's really hard when you're standing up. That used up. to be... How do you lick all the way up when you're standing up? Unless she's really short, short. and he's taller. Yeah. But then getting down in the first place is quite an effort. A dwarf. Maybe a dwarf, that's okay. Silk and as long dwarf. as it's consensual. Silk and the Dwarf. It sounds like an 80s TV cop show. Tonight's episode of Jake and the Fat Man, followed by Silk and the Dwarf. Alright, so we got up to... Sorry, I want to run you through the rest of this song. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't realise there's more to go. Yeah. So he wants to lick you up and down, and then he wants to lay you down. Yeah. But this is my favourite bit. Because we've all heard the famous, like, you know, Russell Crowe, when he has sex, is meant to chant, go Roscoe. I mean, but we've all heard. We don't have to allege that we've heard it. Russell, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> People of all the celebrities to fucking, like, I'm maybe, saying, maybe get on the wrong side. A guy who has a history of violence. That's yeah, just but I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying we've all heard that rumour. I know, but he probably doesn't. Why do you think Russell Crowe is listening to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I... We are drunk on a Friday night <laughs> talking shit into a homemade studio which is in your fucking kitchen <laughs> and you think that Academy Award winning actor and owner of his own rugby league team Russell Crowe father is like fuck I could be reading scripts that might win me another Academy Award or Listening to 30 hey. Footed Pod. Oh, so he stumbled on because of the name. The name. Okay, actually, you know, you're right. I mean, I'm going to leave this part in because yeah. I think, uh, Russ, if you're listening, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. Go, Russ, go. Uh, so. Oh, my God. Whether he says that or not. Allegedly. It's, I don't have to allege that I have heard that he does that. <laughs> whether it's true or not. Okay. Right. right. So. The reason I mention that is because the next line after I want to lick you up and down and then lay you down is Come on, Silk. Silk. He actually says that in the lyrics. Come on, Silk. Silk. Wow. That's the next lyric, right? To himself. Yeah. So, then there's a chorus. I love the taste of whipped cream. Oh. Brackets. (laughs) Subtext. Coming up. Tough for the lactose intolerant. That's where he alienated. That's That's in the brackets? That was was where he alienated a lot of his audience, Silk. Uh, Never cut through to cotton fans or people who were lactose intolerant. Cotton fans. (laughs) Spread it on, don't be mean. Oh, I love the taste of whipped cream. Spread spread it it on, on, don't don't be mean. mean. And then in brackets, baby, don't be mean. Hang on, wait. Close brackets. I love the taste of whipped cream, spread yeah. it on, don't, don't be mean. mean. What is that a metaphor for? Well, sperm? mean could be, no, no. Is, she, is this a guy? How do we know it's about sex with a girl? No, I think... It could be sex between two dudes. There's nothing to suggest it's a woman. 
I like uh, your whipped cream. No. Let me show you what I mean. What's the line? That's a, I mean, it's a fair point. Up to this point, it... it um, Nothing about breasts or vagina. Okay, here's the only thing that I would suggest, is that he says... 24 karat gold to warm the nights when you get cold. Like, if oh, obviously it must be a woman because no, women I'm, are materialistic. No, I'm not you make that. me sick. I'm just saying that if it was a guy, like when you bring him something like you know that he'd be more into, like you'd be like, "Who's the remote control?" Yes, <laughs> man, I've I've, I've T-rode all your favourite episodes <laughs> of On the Couch. So that you can enjoy Jerry Healy's insightful look into the game of AFL. If you can somehow work that into an R&B uh, beat, <laughs> well, then you yeah. may have a number one single. <clears throat> Alright, he loves the taste of whipped cream. Ooh, spread it on, don't be mean. Now, mean can mean two things. Don't spread it on in a mean fashion. Or like, don't be... Or don't, put in my eyes. Or, or don't be uh, miser. Don't be miser. Or don't be miser. Don't be miser. Yeah, don't be mean. Uh, you know I can't resist you, girl. Uh. Now... I suppose technically... How <laughs> disappointed was I? I, I suppose like, technically it could be like, girl. <laughs> but I'm thinking he's talking to a girl here. Uh. I know I can't resist you, girl. Oh, this is how much you can't resist, though, Charlie. Yeah. I'll fly you all around the world. Well, I'll fly you around the world? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I mean, I've heard fly around the world, but fly around the world? I know, I'll fly around the world. Okay, we'll give him that one. Yeah, but why, why are you even doing that? Like, if you like it, just keep it where you are. Maybe. Like, I, I love you so much, I'm sending you on a around-the-world trip. It's almost like witness protection. Yeah. I love you so much, you're going to be in a new town every three weeks with a new identity. I, because... love, you, I love you so much, I've got you a job at Quantum. Well, if it, if it was R. Kelly, it would be an accurate lyric because it's normally where he would hide the oh, girls yeah. who got pregnant. Until you finish high school. <laughs> allegedly. I don't know. Was he convicted? Well, I don't think he's going to... Can I cut out the allegedly and put it before the statement? If you say a, a statement and then say allegedly afterwards, did you get away with it? Can you just assume allegedly? If you're listening, just assume allegedly. Yeah, we, we don't know what we're talking about. We have no idea what we're talking about. You know I can't resist you, girl. I fly you around the world. All around the world. Oh, baby. I want to make your body drip. Ugh. Yeah, that seems like something you'd see a doctor Terminal about. disease, yeah. Uh, come on, let me take a sip. Oh my god. Of the drip. Is he sipping the drip? Say it again. Uh, I want to make your body drip. drip. Come on, let, let me take, take a, a sip. sip. Piss. Yeah. <laughs> I not. Well, there's how many fluids? Like, I, I, like, I would like you to piss, and then I'm going to drink it, because I've read that it does have some health benefits. Make her body drip. Make, make, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, make your body drip. Come on, let me take a sip. I'm okay. Now he's, 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 he says he likes the whipped cream, yeah. and now he wants to make a body drip. Yeah, drip. It could be dripping whipped cream. Or I think, I think, but I think he's What's implying it? that she's now lubed up, and okay. he would like to take a sip. So where's the whipped cream come into it? I'm still confused. No, that about. was the entree. Now he's moving on. The but was it actual whipped cream? Well, it's a metaphor. It doesn't say actual whipped cream. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the take, taste of I love, actual whipped yeah, cream. I love the taste this of... is not an analogy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, come on, let me take a sip. Okay. In brackets. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, that's that's like pathetic begging. Yeah, begging. Take off what you cherish most. My signed Western Bulldogs jersey that I gave him when I left Triple J. <laughs> Why have I got that on? <laughs> but take off what you cherish most. What is that? That's weird. I don't understand that. I guess it's her underpants. But who cherishes their underpants most? Well, if they're signed by, like, Richard Grieco, and you're a big <laughs> fan of Booker... Take off your Richard Grieco autograph <laughs> underpants. Hey, look, you can't say that there's not someone out there who loves Richard Grieco that much they get the underpants No, but it seems like that if you're going to reference that in a song, you would make it more specific. <laughs> Come <laughs> like on, baby, just give me a chance. Take off them Richard Grieco underpants. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, you know right. what? There's not enough Richard Grieco references. I like that our pop culture references were at least 17 years too late. Richard Grieco, man, he'd be happy. Like when he hears this, when he gets. Have you read his tweets? Oh. oh my god, his tweets are second only to the Ultimate Warrior in terms of like right wing raving. Like he hates immigrants. Yeah, Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco, follow him on Twitter. Is that a traditional Twitter. Native American name, Grieco? <laughs> Um, okay, so take off what you cherish most, or whatever that is. Her underpants, Richard Grieco signed underpants, apparently. Yeah. Uh, come on, come on, come on, baby. Oh, sorry. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. So he's really getting desperate by this. He's stage. really begging now. Because when I brag, I like to brag and boast. Oh. So take off what you cherish most. Come on, come on, come on, baby. Because when I brag, I like to brag and boast. So what he's saying is, because I've got your pants now. I've yeah. got your pants. Down. I've got your pants. I've got your pants down now. <laughs> I've got your Richard Grieco signed underwear. Is this from Revenge of the Nerds? He's going to steal her underwear. <laughs> take off what you cherish most. Because when I brag, I like to brag and boast. Is it's he... almost like a child's nursery, right? To- Dr. Seuss. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Silk was actually Dr. Seuss's, but that'd be a great story. <laughs> it Do- was like Dr. S. Dr. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's it. That's um, that's the the whole song. Silk. <laughs> Who's the uh, puppet guy? David Strassman. And it was always his coming back to Australia. It's like, does the fucking guy ever leave? Allegedly, and I should say allegedly, but this story has been told to be on good faith. David Strassman, a friend of mine, toured as the support for David Strassman, the puppet guy. And as a fuck his puppets. <laughs> puppet fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty puppet fucker. Here's some things you might not know about David Strassman. He is a dirty puppet fucker. Allegedly. Do we have to say allegedly? No. The weird thing is... No, we heard that he's a puppet fucker. Yeah. That's what we've established. If we the, say we heard that he's a puppet fucker... The not... weird thing is, that, like, that's it's actually just masturbating because it's your own hand that's yeah, in right. the puppet. <laughs> So it's not actually that weird. No. Like he's just like we've all masturbated with that hand. Yeah. He just puts a character on that hand and makes it does do some voices. So when you say I'm just gonna go work the ventriqu- ventriloquist doll. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like going to tug. And but he does he does a routine where he hates him. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he can talk he can talk dirty to himself in all kinds of voices as well. <laughs> would if you were a ventriloquist, would you talk dirty to yourself? Fucking oath. Absolutely. Hey Charlie, I've got a question for you. Yeah, what is it? Um, uh, I I bought a ticket ticket in Lotto the other night. Oh yeah. The, do, do you do Lotto? Um, no, I don't. I, I've got, I've got a really pessimistic view of my fate, right. <laughs> so I think there's no way the universe would be that kind to give me a million dollars. You're like nothing. Nothing is ever going to go right for me. Exactly. And I'm not buying a ticket into this shit show. Well, that last big one that was 92 million. Is that the yeah. one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the news agent. To buy, I actually went there to buy a lotto ticket, and I sat down and I was looking at the all the boxes you fill out. I had no idea how to fill it out, and I started looking around at who else was in there buying a lotto ticket. Well, you get a copy. What? You <laughs> stand behind them and copy their answers. Yeah, that's right. I should have just done it, put up my wrist before I went to the news agent. <laughs> that's right. Now I looked around at everyone else in the store, and I did like a vague kind of assessment of my mm. peers. Right. And I'm not being judgmental, but the people who were in there who were buying the lotto ticket. They needed it more than me, right. is what I'm trying to say. So it was charity. I wasn't, you, you were like a charitable person. I don't think it was charity. It was just that I don't feel I'm at that point where I need like a godsend, you know, to sort of help me financially. Sure, the money would be great. Yeah. But I just took it as... Pity, pity these pity these poor people are in a worse financial position than an unemployed actor. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
producer, podcaster, <laughs> podcaster, Will. You forgot that part. I'm a professional podcast. Do you have to get paid to be a professional? Can I be a professional podcaster? Oh, I'll give you a couple of bucks. Have we told people that we're not getting paid for this in case anyone thinks, are oh, those two entertainment hotshots sitting yeah. up on Fat Cat Hill who's making pa- the big showbiz dollars? Who's paying for it? Uh, like, who, who would, like, wh- why would anyone even think that? Because some people... They don't like, have to pay to hear No, they it. may think we're getting paid. Like, maybe, you know, for some reason By we're getting who? some income. I don't know. Like, maybe... Uh, like, who has enough spare money that they're like, well, what, you know what I want to invest in? Two morons <laughs> talking shit in, in a bedroom. Which leads us to my sponsorship pitch. Well, yeah. thank you for that, Lady. <laughs> uh, anyone who would like to sponsor the show? No. Uh, I just don't know. Because some, some people think that maybe there'll be, there's some... Ve- people are cynical. People might think that there's, like, some kind of vested interest in yeah. this besides... But we are... Besides us just w- wanting to talk and... Yeah. Do you think anyone will believe that we just uh, like to talk and we want people to listen to us? I, th- I, th- I don't know, Charlie, but uh, this delicious Coca-Cola that I'm consuming is really bringing on the conversation. Stop a it. Time. You're giving me a headache. I need my Nurofen. <laughs> So you would, if you got 50 million, would you keep working? Yeah, I think I would. 100 million? Yeah, I don't think any amount of money. I don't really work for money. I work for the satisfaction that, you know, what yeah. gives me. So I, um, no, I think I would. I'd work less. I wouldn't come in every day. I'd be the boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe I'd just like... What's uh, the most frivolous thing you would make? Like, would you put money into research? Like, what's the most fri- like, What would you spend the money on? Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good idea. Because um, you do have quite enough money to... Yeah. 50 million bucks. You could You could fund something. Something. Couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, let's just stop for a second. Let's pretend there's no terminal diseases in the world. So yeah. it's not like there are these charities going, hey, asshole, before yeah. you invest in $50 million in do unicorns exist, how about putting some money towards Alzheimer's or cancer research, you fucks? Okay, so let's just presuppose that there are no horrible illnesses. Yeah. That you're just free to kind of spend, spend my money. money on whatever I want to spend. Yeah. I would, and, and I have admitted this dream to you before, but... It's been a bit of a, a lifetime dream of mine. There's just some small part of me that, for reasons I can't quite understand, would like to become a professional underground street fighter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true. That's like my dream. Like sometimes I consider if comedy's not going well, like I often go, you know what, just go now. You've probably got enough money. So you ha- could survive as an underground street fighter. Why would wealth push you into that? Well, because I could get all the good trainers and shit like Batman. But that, but isn't the single thing you need is an appetite for a fight? <laughs> <laughs> or a capacity for violence? No, because the other thing is that like my I, I want to get fit enough that I don't get too hurt, mm. right? You know, so I want to train my body to withstand the pain of it. Yeah, but I don't actually want to be that good at fighting. I want that to be my thing, <laughs> like that I'm really bad, just... and like every time I go into a new fight someone just wails the shit out of me, and and people are always like, why does he keep coming back? <laughs> But that's like I'm so into being a professional, like you know, underground street fighter. And your 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 fighting name becomes Will Fish in a Barrel. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And that's what I am. And people always like, and people come to see me fight because I'm so bad at fighting, and I get so beat up that that that's their thing. And and I always have this kind of fantasy that people be like, yeah, whatever happened to Will Anderson? Oh, you know, he's an underground street fighter now. Oh, really? Is he any good? Oh, mate. You thought his comedy was bad. Yeah. You thought he died on stage. Come on. Uh, Yeah, that's always been like a secret fantasy of mine, that I would love to be an underground street fighter. Not only an underground street fighter, but the worst. Yeah. The the best conditioned, worst underground street fighter I would like to be the worst underground street fighter of all time. And you know what the great thing about that dream is? That's a dream that could happen at any stage. (laughs) 
you know, some dreams you have to give up because you're yeah. old. But there's no age. I mean, imagine if I was like 70. Imagine how good that would be. <laughs> Imagine going and seeing a big, fit, 25-year-old UFC guy wailing it on a 70-year-old who can't fight. <laughs> Who's willingly in this contest. That's the thing. It's not like... Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not funny. You're not funny. against your will. It's- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, it's not funny. Hang on. To just go and hang on. You're on something there. Beat up old people. Maybe that is a market we need to see. <laughs> Geriatrics forced into a ring that they don't want to be in with some psychotic kickboxer. <laughs> My parents used to do this, um, uh, they were going to this, I guess it was like a marriage counselling kind of thing. Not like their relationships on the rocks, but one of those kind of develop your marriage kind yeah, of uh, counselling things. Take it next level. Yeah. yeah. And um, they used to have to have like sit down and have a, a dialogue like once mm. a week. That was one of the things they oh, did. Yeah, right. And so they had this room that they'd go into that the kids weren't allowed near when they're having their dialogue time and they called it the dialogue room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were in primary school. And we had to like the name, room. Had it was to like name, Big Brother. Yeah, we had to name different parts of the house. The kids yeah. were like bathroom, living room, and I was like dialogue room. And the teacher's like, <laughs> what? It's like where your parents go to talk about their marriage. This is like, what do you mean? It's like doesn't everyone have a dialogue room? Well, there's a dialogue room, right? I honestly thought there was a dialogue room. Two bedrooms, two toilets, dialogue room. <laughs> how can, you, how can it, you have some dialogue? It with does that? sound like a Big Brother room. You get someone to the dialogue room. It just like you can just imagine that, like you know, poor little Fritzel kids at school dungeon, <laughs> <laughs> soundproof dungeon. Oh, well, I live on a farm, like you know. You... So what does that mean? <laughs> As people know, farms are rife with pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Forget finding a needle in a haystack. The old expression around our lives like finding a pedophile in the haystack. An eight-year-old Will comes in with a bucket of milk and goes, Dad, Dad, I milked the cow. And you're like, we don't have a cow. And you see old man Johnson leaping across the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Molestation was way down in the town you grew up in. But milking was really high. And costume shops were just getting sold out of cow costumes. Really strange correlation of events. And the milk tasted a little like pineapple juice. <laughs> there was a pedophile at our school. Um, I won't. Obviously, oh, that's funny. Good way to leave from the big line. No, I won't. I won't give away too many details of it because, like, you know. But but um, uh, there was a one of the teachers, and it was a teacher that I adored. Like like thought he was. Like, I suppose that's kind of like part of the you know how yeah. they lure or whatever. Um, but it turned out that he'd like you know like being a pedophile you know with some kids at school and, and and it was such a big scandal and it still is a scandal and I'm so glad it wasn't me like I yeah. never wish that upon anybody yeah. but there is still a small part of you that goes you are fat <laughs> everyone said I was just being bold Fuck but man. I was fat we are, there's a pedophile at my school yeah. as well a, a priest surprisingly a priest a catholic, catholic priest, priest a pedophile. pedophile I know oh it's God. not the press that was the one I read about in the paper <laughs> yeah school. that's right um, but it's okay, don't worry, don't worry. Justice is served in the end. He got taken to another church yeah, great. five kilometres away. So he wow. really learnt his lesson. Take that. Now, he actually, he you actually, may need to get your mail redirected. <laughs> he actually fled the country, but he, I was an altar boy. It sounds like such a perfect setup for this kind of story. Mm-hmm. I like a, They'll make this into a film with uh, Brad Pitt and Jason Patrick and yeah. you know, playing me in a flashback. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He was, again, like your your guy. Everyone loved him. He was kind of like really popular and just... Uh, parents trusted him, is, I guess, is the point. Yeah, like, yeah. especially because... 
I don't know how many altar boys are in the uh, listening audience, but when you're an altar boy, you essentially go to a room behind the church and get changed out of your clothes mm. into these... Uh, smocks. Smocks, I guess. I should know what they're called. I, don't know I was an altar boy for two years. years. But anyway, so this guy turned out... Your costume, out. your outfit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your yeah. <laughs> or, or just uh, something more comfortable, as the yeah. priest would say. <laughs> but this guy, he, um, he, about two weeks before he fled the country, or he at least fled the state, I was uh, I had stopped going to this school. I was at a different school, but I was doing my confirmation classes mm. back at this parish. And I was walking across the garden, and he stumbled out from the rectory, and he was stunk of booze. And he came up to me, and he was always like, "Clausen, you fucking cunt, turn your back on Jesus, you cunt, you fucking like." Sound like Reagan from The Exorcist oh. was just spitting out expletives, and like I was twelve years old, right in my face, and really, really having a go. And I sort of like, you know, what are you going to say when you're 12 years old and an adult like has a go at you? But yeah. I, I went home and I was talking to my mum and my brother, my older brother, and I told them what happened. My brother was like, oh, I'm going to go fucking bash that guy. Like, yeah. who talks to a kid like that? And then it turned out later that he would been you know, messing around with some kids mm. in the parish. And so he fled. And I think in my head what had happened was that maybe he'd had his eye on me. Right. And when he saw me crossing, you know, across the gardens there, it was like a spurned lover. He came out and was like, you son of a bitch. You know, like, is that, I mean, I know that's fucking twisted, but why else? Like, it was so random. Why did he come out and just fucking, I mean, unless he really thought I had turned my back on Jesus. That guy had to flee the country and then years later you're watching Lethal Weapon and you're like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I recognize him. I'm amazed that wasn't the incident that earned me a nickname. Like, you reckon if anything was going to earn someone a nickname. Those kids weren't thinking hard enough. Um, Wow. Yeah. That's, That's full on then. Yeah. Uh, no, so no, you see lots of sex in the country. That's yeah, my right. point. Uh, because animals, animals have sex all the time in the country, um, and you know, like you know what the bull's doing to the cows in the in the paddock. You Mom, know, that bull's killing that cow. <laughs> that bull's trying to Come. jump that cow, but he can't get over. <laughs> Come in here, Will. Yeah, <laughs> we need to show you something. Well, not show you. Uh, uh. <laughs> We've got Charlie's parents, over <laughs> and they've just come fresh from grade three, where they've been doing a demonstration. I'm not saying I think I have the power to control birds. I'm just saying that if I one day discovered that I have the power to control birds, that would not come as a surprise. Control how in flight or yeah, just with my mind, some sort of telekinesis. Change direction. Yeah. That how you like control them, like 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 Aquaman control the fish, sort of but like a bird. What about um, domestic birds? Yeah, what about birds? birds? Any so bird, any bird. It wouldn't surprise you. Would not surprise me. What evidence you based on? None. A hunch. A feeling. That there is a part of me that can control birds, but I haven't worked out how to access that whatever it is yet. Okay. You know what I mean? So with your millions... Like, I've got a G-spot, so to speak, that you have to find that would help me control birds. Well, so with your millions of dollars, your 500 million, Hmm. you could pour 300 million of that into research. Into research. Testing yourself with birds. That would be frivolous enough. Yeah, that would definitely be To frivolous. get you deemed eccentric, Will Anderson. And to uh, Will Anderson. Uh, he's do comedy anymore? No, but he has a bird army that he controls with his thoughts. It wouldn't be that far, Or, be. <laughs> be, do you hear about what happened to Will Anderson? He got pecked to death by birds. That would be awesome, though. Like, I would love... It would be great if you spent your money not only on the, the research and development, but also the publicity. And you hired, like, the biggest events promoter. And you yeah. launched it at the Sydney Opera House. And oh, it's yeah. like the Will Anderson Institute for the Investigation of Psychic Abilities to Birds. Like, you somehow got it painted across one of the domes on the Opera House. 
Like that's what you did with your 500 million. But you know what? Imagine if you were right. <laughs> Can you imagine how vindicated you'd be? Yeah, everyone would laugh at me and laugh at me until the day yeah. when I controlled all the birds. <laughs> all of a sudden. And then I used them as revenge all against the all the people who mocked me. I made a list of everyone who made a joke about me or made fun of me when I announced Cross-checked it, it with flights. <laughs> you know what it'd be? The perfect setup would be it would be no one had heard it from you for 10 years yeah. it's like what have happened to Will Anderson no one knows what happened to you for 10 yeah. years and then strangely reports start filtering in from around the world of like the bird population disappearing not yeah. necessarily dying but no one can find the birds and yeah because it would be great one of those great stories on the news because they do talk about bird migration yeah and an interesting fact about the weather this year is that birds don't seem to be migrating for the winter that's right they're just disappearing yeah. and then one day it's very much the sort of thing that would be at the start of Armageddon no or I was going to say M. Night Shyamalan movie oh yeah totally there would be a shot and it would yeah. be a skyscraper and be people in an office and a guy would be typing and he would look at his desk and his pens would start shaking yeah. and then the computer would start shaking and then he looks over his cubicle and all the cubicles and everyone's like what's that noise and they look out and the sun suddenly gets eclipsed and there is a huge flock of birds and you are riding like two <laughs> stuck to your feet and you're like I told you I was wrong <laughs> and they're smelling out Will <laughs> you know, I want to get some branding yeah. That would be fucking. That would be the best. But way. no, they wouldn't be playing that. They wouldn't play Ride of the Valkyries. They'd be playing uh, "I'm Like a Bird" by Nelly Furtado. <laughs> <That's, laughs> that would be the best. People talk about showbiz comebacks. Like people thought John Travolta. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. That would be Psych. the best comeback. Have you seen Grizzly Man? The uh, documentary Grizzly Man. No, nah, about that dude who lived with the bears and then the yeah. bears ate him. Ate him. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly what that documentary is about. Is yeah. this guy? I felt like I had the gist. There, this guy, he's like, he, it's, it's really interesting because he's this failed actor mm. and, um, you know, he's sort of one of those misfits, doesn't fit in anywhere and he does a lot of these kind of uh, addresses to a video camera. He'll set up a camera and just do these kind of almost like um, rants, really. And there's this one stage where he's talking about why he's turned his back on society and why he's, you know, embracing the animals. And um, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not trying to stereotype, but he's talking about how that he's never understood why he can't get on with women. And you know what? I don't need girls. I don't need girls. And it's like, oh my God. The obvious conflict in this man's life is almost like if he resolved that one bit of confusion, it would probably undo this whole... And you know of- what the thing is? What a metaphor too. Because like, he, like he's a man who obviously at the heart knows that he needs to be surrounded by bears. Yeah. But he's identified the wrong type of bear. That's what right. he really needed to do was to go well, to an orgy how- with a lot of... Yeah, you know, fat hairy guy. That's man. how he died. Was trying to put a leather vest. Yeah, right. Onto... <laughs> Glasshouse won an AFI. Yeah. Yeah, with Glasshouse won an AFI. Russell Crowe was hosting. Yeah. Uh, and I made a joke about Russell Crowe uh, while he stood behind me. Um, I told you, man, do not make jokes about Russell. Hey, right. <laughs> the show is called Tofop. He's bound to fucking listen sometime. Well, he was here for this one. It wasn't a bad joke, as I recall. No, no. It was around the time of the Russell Crowe phone uh, throwing incident, which he had already mocked with a novelty phone that night yeah. earlier on stage. Yeah. And then uh, it was also around the time of the Shane Warne uh, text message fiasco. Right. So I brilliantly combined those two things together in my speech <laughs> where I said, isn't it, uh, isn't it sad we live in a world where Russell Crowe can't get a phone to work and Shane Warne can? <laughs> so that was my little joke. That's nice. Yeah. And anyway, Corinne Grant uh, went to grab the phone, the Russell's prop phone, to hit me with it, like to do a little bit of business. Oh, yeah. And Russell grabbed the phone and he goes, only I touch the phone. Ha 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 ha.
What are you staring at me? <laughs> I don't know. You just stared at me really weird. I didn't know if you're about to tell me something really important. Why are you staring at me? I don't know. Because we're, we're sitting in your front room across from each other on a card table. <laughs> that's, that's good like point. it'd be rude if I looked anywhere else. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Like if I was just sitting here, like I'm enjoying the, uh, doing the podcast, Charlie, and I'm glad we've made it to episode 10, but please do not look at me directly in the eye. It was just more that you, uh, you you stopped talking and just stared at me. It was kind of like, it's like you're going to tell me something. Like No, I was just waiting for you to... I thought, I, I thought we were going to break up or something. Amy and I went to Coachella. Um, we, so it's this big music festival out in the American desert and... Uh, it, we were staying like 25 miles away from the festival, but like in the nearest big town. And so we assumed that it'd be like an Australian festival. I love that we assumed. Yeah, go to a foreign country, drive on the opposite side of the road, go to a place we've never been before. I assume in the middle of the desert, everything will be exactly the same as it is in Australia. In the morning, we're going out this festival. We've um, we got, we got in this limo with these people who were just out the front of the hotel. They said we could get in their limo. Brilliant. Awesome. This is awesome. We're sharing a limo with these guys. We go to this festival. It's 40 degrees. It's in the middle of the desert. At midnight, you know, when it all shuts down, everyone either camps there or drinks and drives their pickup trucks through the desert. <laughs> There are no cabs. Yeah. There are no buses. There is yeah. no public transport all back to town, which we just could not believe when we discovered that at 5 to 12 that night. Yeah, right. As opposed to maybe any time that day when we could have inquired. And so we've decided, oh, well, we've got to walk to an intersection or something and get a cab. And we're pretty drunk. And when by drunk, I mean high. <laughs> and, and by high. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're walking through the desert. It's like, we've had this massive day. And we're like, oh my God. Like we're in the middle of the desert, you know. Maybe we should just like sleep under a like palm tree and wake up in the morning and take it from there or sleep whatever. Under a palm tree, like a Warner Brothers cartoon, like oh, guys so in the I... desert. You saw a mirage, did you? Yeah. Did well, Amy turn into like a giant turkey or something like that because you were so hungry? <laughs> That's kind of what it was like, right? <laughs> so finally, this dude has pulled up next to us in this like pickup truck. Start of Wolf Creek. Yeah, <laughs> totally right. This guy has a beard. Right. He has those tattoos that look like they have their own tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, prison tats. Yeah. But my favourite thing that he has is an eye patch. An eye patch. And I'm like, oh my God. But we, we had this little debate and we're like, well, we can walk for another two hours or we can risk our lives dying in the desert. <laughs> we thought, oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> Let's have a crack. <laughs> so I've got in the front and I am trying my best to be this dude's friend because I just assume if we are mates then he cannot kill me if we have a bond. Yeah. So I'm asking about his family, about his life, about his whole story, right? And Amy's in the back seat looking for evidence, you know, like looking for like, and she's found this like pencil from our hotel and stuff. So like, you know, there's a little bit of stuff that's looking like it might be okay. But the whole time... How did I, he know you were from the hotel? Just well, seen you in the ca- okay. well, this is like, how would you know? That's why we were suspicious. Yeah. But... So the whole time I'm trying to avoid mentioning the iPad, right? So I'm not even saying the word I. I'm like, we have done this today. Like, you know, just anything. It, I would not mention from the back seat has just come this voice and Amy's like, what the fuck happened to your eye? <laughs> anyway, it turned out he was happy to talk about it. He was one of like five people in the world who have had, well, so he said, who have had this rare form of like eye cancer, eyeball, cancer of your eyeball. Oh, God. Yeah. That's like the worst of the cancers. Isn't that, it? I reckon that would be, it's got to make you finals. Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, cancer in itself. Yeah, cancer bad, in itself. Right? Like, I don't think there's heaps of good cancers. No, testicular, uh, eye, mouth. 
Yeah. Anus. Um, all the other people that had this eyeball cancer had tried to save their eye and got like treatment. He decided the minute he heard it that he was going to get his eyeball removed. So he got his entire eyeball removed. Right? Was he blind in the eye? Yes. Oh, okay. And he used to be a tattoo artist, but could not be a tattoo artist anymore no because you know depth what? Deception. No depth perception. That's right. <laughs> you can't be a tattoo artist when you're a big bloke with an eye patch. Apparently, it doesn't elicit uh, a lot of confidence. So he still owned his tattoo parlor, but he wasn't able to work there anymore. So he became a gardener at the hotel that okay. we were staying at. Ah, it's all Cause back checking down, out. Down there, they all have um, like golf courses attached to these this in Palm hotels Springs. in Palm Springs. Yeah. And uh, so him and his mates would go down to the local bar and they would do shots out of his eye socket. Okay. Yeah. Would you do it? If you were still scared in that car, like before, you know, you'd figured him out that he's actually legit. Yeah. If he'd said, you know, get in my car, son, you're gonna do a shot out of my eye, would you have done it? Like you thought your life of was alcohol. in danger? Yeah, not what else? Come. No, I should have come. <laughs> I just jacked off into my eye socket. Now you're gonna drink it. Open did it up. He, did he jack off directly into his eye socket, or did he have like some sort of funnel or something that? Because it would be well, you couldn't. My point Mate. being that if he is such a good aim. Like, he only has one eye, and he still has, like, without depth perception and one eye, he still has enough control to ejaculate straight into his eye socket. You don't reckon you could do that? No way! That distance? Are you serious? Get down low, dude. I mean, I could do it, but, like, by that distance, it sprays out in all sorts of directions. What are you talking about? You could easily put your... Think. Could you shoot yourself in the eye with your cum? Wouldn't it have, like, sprayed out a bit by then? Get right... Hang on. My head's going to go off mic. I'm just saying to squat down. But that was not or, that's not a very or alternatively, place to ejaculate. go back on your shoulders so your hips are higher. <laughs> Charlie has a series of diagrams that are available for download. It's funny, I have never actually contemplated shooting my eye socket with gum, but, but it like, well, say, off the top of my head. Say well, if it was like one of those events on Survivor where, like, you know, like they're trying to throw water into a bucket and, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like it's, and say, so, like, do you go for a slow throw and try to get lots of water in, or do you, like, like, you know, say he had to, like, three-quarter fill. I think if he got a drop in, that would quantify you having to suck it out. Oh, okay. I mean, we're not saying it's to fill it up. I don't know. I don't even know how much an eye socket would hold. But I reckon an eye socket would be more than ample for one load. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm no expert on this. Anyone topic. listening to this, but, if you want to email us. <laughs> no, but can I ask you this? Like, because I don't think, like, I just... I, I'm sorry that I need my, like... Um, desert predators to be more like outrageous but I just don't think he, he, if he'd stopped the car and said you've got to do a shot of alcohol out of my eye socket that doesn't seem fucked up enough to me <laughs> like I would be like oh yeah yeah right. right so we're cool now what if he said is his cum well see then I mean I'd still do it but but <laughs> 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 he's swallowing um, like some like seedy bearded yeah, hillbilly truckers semen any worse if it's drunk out of his eye socket? Um, like, does that make it any worse? Like, if he just said, you have to drink my semen, I don't think there's anything like... Well, okay, you either had to give him a blowjob or suck it out of his eye socket, what do you do? Probably suck it. Yeah, I think it's so. easier, it's quicker. Okay, well, what about he said he'll jack off and come into your mouth? Yeah. Or... Sock it. Yeah, I think so. Sock it's more of a story. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if it's, if it's ever gonna like 
And it's no good way of telling that story unless there's a socket involved. It's, it's the like, socket it, gives it a mystery. It's kind of weird though. It's, it's, I don't know how I figured this, but it's almost kind of you were at lower status <laughs> if he's coming in your mouth. You yeah. sort of got a bit of status. Like it's it's less kind of humiliating. It's less um, yeah, submissive. It's degrading. Yep. Less degrading to suck cum out of someone's eye than out of yeah, their dick. Definitely. And, and, um, and they're words to live by. Yeah. Now, can I ask a bit on that? Like if these were your options, right? Where you had to like, he was going to like come in your mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had to suck the semen out of his eye socket. Yeah. Or you had to drink three times the semen. No, semen of, semen of him yeah. and two of his hillbilly mates. Are they, right, yeah. Right. But you could have it mixed in with like a boost juice. Oh, boost so juice. So it's like your usual boost juice, but like with yeah, that, three hillbilly semen in it. Have I, but I just, have I met them? Or can I get like that? <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> it doesn't, I don't know. Doesn't matter if you've met them. Well, maybe one Is, of them. How does that make it better or worse? Yeah, good point. I thought, maybe if you could tell one of them had like leprosy or AIDS or something like that, you right. would sort of be less inclined uh, okay. to drink well, it. No, no, let's assume. But then again, I don't know, this guy doesn't have Let's AIDS. assume that. He's got a medical it's a, for every one of them. <laughs> it's weird. What we're in this for is the integrity of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no monster. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd go the boost juice, I think. Because yeah. I, could, I could pretend. Like, I mean, when you're sucking cum out of a dick or an eye socket, there's yeah. no disguising it's out of a dick or an eye socket. Yeah, but if you, if like, you multiply the Mix it with some fresh berries and muesli. Totally. Get some soy milk, honey. Yeah. <laughs> it should be on the uh, new boost juice uh, menu. You know, they've Would got, you like they've got a their... protein boost, an immunity boost, or Darren can jack off and you run Well, you know, they've got all their cute names. It's like Breakfast to Go Go, <laughs> Berry Blast, the Semen Sipper. Yeah, you're a spunk. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, all that. <laughs> Like, although sometimes when people start out in comedy, I don't know if this happens in other industries, but sometimes they use those quotes on their oh, posters. Yeah. What were you telling me about uh, the quotes last week? You're saying that people quote, it's like a paradox or something like that within the paper. Ah, oh, some people, this is what they do. This is really tricky. This is a good bit of advice for anyone who uh, needs a quote. They'll put an ad, like say in the Sydney Morning Herald, right? Yeah. And in the ad, they'll just put in the ad, it'll say like, uh, Charlie Clawson is one of Australia's finest actors. Then, in, on their poster, they would put, Charlie Clawson is one of Australia's <laughs> finest actors, quote, the Sydney Morning Herald. That's brilliant. Which is technically true. It's, it's kind of like holding up a mirror to a mirror. You yeah. Know? <laughs> if too many comedians do it, there's going to be a rip in the space-time continuum. Like, next year's Melbourne Comedy Festival will be like the Hellmouth, <laughs> Just rip a hole through time. <laughs> You came in really like bang enthusiastic then. You're yeah, excited. I was. I'm trying to because like uh, we've just been fiddling around with the equipment and I'm sounding a little off mic. So I'm, I'm trying to make up with it, uh, make up for that with enthusiasm. Yeah, we're the, 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 the fiddling around, um, to better describe it, is more like two retarded monkeys <laughs> trying to work out how to use very complex equations. I mean, no, because they, I think you'll find evolutionary wise, monkeys learn. <laughs> so monkeys will try something, like they'll go up to the fire and the fire burns them, and then they know, don't touch fire. 
Whereas we just randomly, and when I say we, mostly you, yeah. just randomly fiddle around with knobs. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's like you're, you're like a, an extra on an old episode of Star Trek. Yeah, right. Like, you know, <laughs> and when they just walk into the, like, the, 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 the cockpit of the Starship Enterprise and you're just in the background fiddling around with yeah. these knobs. I'm one of the guys in the red shirt, so guaranteed I'm going to die by yep. the end of the episode. <laughs> As soon as I start something, I'm committed to seeing it through when it comes to television. I've never stopped watching something that I started watching, even if it gets, it bad. gets shit. Yeah, like, Small, like Smallville is a classic Smallville. example. I think we've spoken about yeah. this before. You hate it. You keep I hate it and it. I keep watching it. Although I think it's actually starting to get okay. Um, but is it, Or is that just uh, the weight of kind Stockholm of numbers? Syndrome. Yeah, totally. I have Smallville Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the other one for me is Prison Break. Yeah, right. Like, I watched the first six episodes of Prison Break, I thought were awesome. Yeah. And then I watched another four and a half series based on, but they, the, at some stage, maybe it'll be as awesome as that. The only thing about Prison Break, like, I tried to get into that, but the thing that I kept finding was they were obviously so limited by what they could show in their time slot, you know, because it's a prison drama. And generally, when you think of prison drama, you think of, like, Oz or Shawshank Redemption. So you want to see, right. or you're expecting to see, yeah, <laughs> like, some pretty All your brutal... conversations always get to prison rape. <laughs> Well, this is the thing I don't understand about prison, right? Like, it's sort of like this accepted... It's just, it's accepted this kind of... one in our long series of things Charlie doesn't understand about prison. So what is it this week, Charlie? Well, I'm just saying, like, it's it's kind of an accepted stereotype, isn't it? That a lot of, like, anal rape or anal sex goes on in prison because men have no access to females. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And so is the idea that, hey, man, what happens behind these walls is all cool. Like, are you, if you... happens in prison, stays in prison. Totally. Like, if you were a big, big bad gangster or a bikey or something like that and you go to jail and you have a reputation as being a fucking hard man yeah. and then you go to jail and you fuck a bunch of dudes, when you come out of jail, do you then get called a homo? No. Because I think, yeah, I think you're right. It goes into that idea that you're fucking a bunch of dudes and that's fine. But if you're, like, getting fucked by a bunch of dudes, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. I, it's, it's, I call it the prison clause. That is weird. I just, yeah, I've always wondered about that. Like, there's all these hard asses going to jail. No pun intended. <laughs> Would you fuck another dude if you're in jail? Uh, how long am I in there for? All right. Um, I don't know, like 10, 10 years. Yeah, probably. I think so. Would you? I'm probably in 10 years <laughs> if I met someone nice. If I ran out of puppets to fuck, if I, if I, got, if I somehow that became contraband... Well, that's what I'd first. First, what I'd do is get a subscription to like some puppet manufacturer and get them to send me a new puppet each week. Right, what would you be more likely to do if you're in prison? If you're in prison, okay. Firstly, what character do you think you are in prison? Like, if you got sent to prison tomorrow, say we got busted today. Um, for... Which character from Shawshank Redemption? That's probably that's like the yeah, a, that, that's, that's the atypical prison right. film. Yeah. Who are you in Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption? Definitely. Well, I'm Tim Robbins, definitely. I'm the, I'm the guy who's scared and terrified at the start, and then I would use my cunning to somehow... I don't... Yeah, I don't, I, I'd somehow... I'd use my... I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a fighter. Like, it's not like I'd, I'd start hitting the gym and getting really strong. I'd, I'd partner up with someone who could protect me, and then uh, I'd use my wiles to kind of survive. Mm, that's interesting. I don't know who I'd be. I certainly wouldn't be Morgan Freeman, because I don't know how to get shit even now. And like I'm, I'm on the outside. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning. And go, Where do I? I need a pocket knife to, you know, uh, dig a hole in the wall. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Oh, fuck Bunnings, I suppose. So what's the first thing you got to consider when you go to prison? Is like it's the oh. physical threat. That's the physical thing, right? Threat, yeah. So you've got to, you've got to partner up. Can you? Because you're not going to fight, are you? Well, I'm not going to fight. I'm not very good at fighting. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to make a friend. Is there room for a wisecracker in prison? Definitely. 
Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. But you gotta, but you gotta have some muscle behind you because yeah. if you make the make a joke to some guy who's killed fourteen people, <laughs> he's got nothing to lose. I don't think one guy used to be on the the glass house is really gonna fucking worry him. He's, he's, he's gonna shiv you rather than write a letter to the green guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think the first thing you've got to do is find someone to protect you, like partner up. There's the, okay, here's a cliche about prison. They say the first thing you've got to do is um, you've either got to kick someone's ass or you've got to suck someone's dick. That's what they say when you first go to prison. That's the only way you can get through it. Really? So what would you do? Well, <laughs> I like to think that I would kick someone's ass, but I'm, I don't think I'm capable of that. Whereas I could suck a dick. So I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to be old dick sucking Anderson. <laughs> It would be hard. I mean, I yeah. I, I think, I think, I think I would. I don't know. Would I? T- it depends how scary it was. If it was a little wheeze. If it was a guy that I thought maybe physically I could have a shot. I just need to point out that as we were having that conversation, a dude walked by and heard me say, "Oh yeah, I'd suck a dick," and then waved and smiled at me. <laughs> I hope you've got a lock on your tent tonight. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, that's it. No, I don't, no, that was going. That was no. What was I saying? Oh yeah, no. I think I think I'd attempt to fight. I like depends if. I mean, what's okay? So, it depends on the in, on the opponent. It's like high school, I guess. Like when I used to get picked on in high school, it depended on the person who's picking on me. If it was someone that I thought I could handle, I'd stick up for myself. But if I thought that I was going to get my ass handed to me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it on. I mean, I think there's. I think it's more about respect. That's what. That's what. You know, <laughs> we're talking like we know, but I'm assuming that it's about respect. Like if you show, show that you're will, you've got you know you're willing to sort of fight back. I think the risk if you suck a dick is like. They haven't even taken you out of the courtroom. <laughs> You're on your fucking knees trying to suck a dick. I'm sucking my lawyer's dick. I'm sucking the judge's dick. I'm sucking the prison guard's dick. So Mr. The judge is like, Mr. Anderson, if you'd literally finish, not guilty. <laughs> so the, the court reporter's trying to type their notes while I'm sucking their dick. I'm sucking everybody's dick. The guy for the next trial, he's just waiting there. I'm sucking his dick. I think, could you freak people out by, like, if you sucked enough dick on the first day, do you think people would be... <laughs> yeah, it works the opposite way. Like, you can't be a fucking psycho who no one's going to fuck with, but it's like, that guy has got the most ferocious appetite for dick. Like, imagine, like, if you get out of, like, you know, get out of that prison van, you're like, all right, these lips are made for sucking dick. Who's in? <laughs> Fellas? Fellas? It's, it's kind of like reverse psychology. Yeah. There would be a bunch of people going, why, has he got AIDS? Like, why is this guy he's so keen to suck? suck? dick all the time. I, I, dude, just come here, let me suck your dick. Yeah, I reckon you could, you could, you could double bluff him. I think that's probably the best way, actually, is to yeah. say you're just riddled with sexual, sexual diseases, STDs, is probably the best offense, isn't it? Do they care in prison? Like, do they care if you're riddled with STDs? I suppose someone who's in there for life isn't gonna give a fuck, are they? No, it shortens your life. Um, yeah, I know I. I don't know. Like, what happens if you like bite some guy's cock off? Uh, what do you mean? What are the consequences, like morally or <laughs> within the prison walls? Are you saying okay? So you, I'm asking, do you spit or swallow? <laughs> okay, so now I see what you're saying. So like, that's the way you make your statement when you're to yeah. prison. So it's first like day. first day they come in and they're like, hey, Baba comes down and he's like, Yeah, Anderson. Yeah, you think you're hilarious now? Well, you're not going to be so hilarious when I've got my big Baba cock in your mouth and I bite it off. What happens then? I think that sends a statement out. Actually, I think that's not a bad compromise. Yeah. Could you bite through a man's penis? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, my bottom tooth is a little loose because I got knocked out playing footy when I was young. But in that situation, I'd be, ris- I'd be willing to risk my plate coming out 
yeah, in this guy's car. I, yeah, I'd give it a crack, I reckon. Think about, though, like a chewy shake is hard to get through. Imagine trying to, like, you wouldn't get through it in one in one bite. I'm vegetarian, but I'm willing to give it a crack. Like, I know, I would have no, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, look, it's worth it, just for the fact that, you know, you, you're going to get a reputation as being someone not to put, people are going to learn not to put their dick in your mouth. I reckon you only have to bite one guy's cock off before other guys stop put, start putting their cock in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's, it, it sends a clear warning, doesn't yeah. it? That's actually probably not a bad... I wonder if, like, if we, if we get downloaded in prison, do they have access to the internet in prison? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, when I was uh, doing Glasshouse, um, I, I was in the valley in Brisbane, four o'clock in the morning, end of a big night, and uh, I, I was uh, getting um, some breakfast... I had to sober up before I went home. And this dude was at the next table and he had like, you know, he was just a fucking massive dude. And he looked at me and he was like, you. And I was like, oh no. He goes, you. They used to make us watch your show in prison. <laughs> and, and it was like, they used to make us watch it. Like it was part of the rehab process. Was the- or punishment. Like that was the really bad ones, you know. Instead of going put in solitary, they made to watch the glass house again and again. I, I don't know, but like, if there are people listening to this in prison, I would like it to get out that I'm a vicious uh, fucking cockbiter. <laughs> don't mess with me, bitches. It's like every episode you're getting a new nickname. Last week it was Fish in a Barrel, and now it's uh, the vicious cockbiter. Yeah, the old vicious cockbiter. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of comedians, you know, there's old puppet fucker Strassman and old cockbiter Anderson. Um, so, would, do you think that's a... I mean, would you feel bad if, if suddenly, just say we are downloaded in prison a lot and there's a rush of cockfightings, would you feel bad or do you think, well, fuck it, no, you know, that's a defence that people are using? I think if you stick your dick in someone's mouth, you've got to... Against their will. Against their will. You've got, but even not against their will. Like, even when it's, like, not against their will, you've got to be aware that there's a possibility that they might bite your cock off. Can someone be mouth-raped? Yeah, definitely. Really? Definitely. All, you do, all you have to do is keep your jaw clenched. Yeah, but they could hold it open or something. How? With their hands. Have you tried to... That's, that would be really hard to open someone's jaw. I've never tried it, Charlie, but I mean, you're like nothing in life that you really want's easy. <laughs> you've got to work at these things. If you, if you really want to mouth rape someone, you've got to, you've got to work hard and dream that you can believe you can do it. Because, you know, like, sexual assault has a lot of definitions, like digital penetration and stuff. Like, sexual assault's not always just about intercourse. It's, it can be just, like, anything. But I wonder if anyone's been, like, mouth-raped. Definitely. They definitely would have. Yeah, definitely. If you stick your finger in someone's mouth unwillingly, that can be sexual uh, That can be sexual assault, can't it? Yeah, I guess so. I love that you ask me all these questions like I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Every question, like, so... Like, it's like... I. Well, I am about to head out to the festival. I need to know what I can do and can't do. Sometimes when we're doing this podcast, it does seem like you're planning a lot of crimes <laughs> and you're running by me first to see what you will get away with. And we have a special guest uh, in the podcast today. Yes, uh, it's Justin Hamilton. Uh, thank you for joining the three of us. You know what we should mention? What? Is that we've got the microphones turned on this Oh, week. yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. For those of you who have been wondering why it sounded like yeah, Will yeah. and I have been on a submarine for the past two weeks, yeah. uh, we did do like a, we thought we did a pretty thorough uh, checking of the mixing desk yeah. last week and we, we nodded our heads and we said, yeah, you know what? It sounds a bit better. We're ready yeah. to go. We're right. And then as I was editing And we it, did it for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I need to point yeah. out, 20 minutes before the show, we were a little stoned, but 20 minutes before the show, <laughs> we were like testing the microphone. Yeah. So we were like, oh yeah, now we've got this. Yeah, yeah. And, and it still sounded shit, and we didn't yeah. know why. And then I found out that the microphones weren't plugged into the computer.
computer and, yeah. we were, and we were simply recording through the inbuilt microphone in my laptop. So yeah, essentially, right. Will's been sounding like he's in a submarine because the screen yeah. is blocking his access to yeah, the only right. microphone. And I'm about have. a meter away across the card table from the. But I, but also, you know, what the thing was not only was I a meter away, but I was I was talking into something that wasn't recording. <laughs> So whatever sound I would have had would have been muffled by the thing that I was talking into That's that true. I thought. That's true. And you remember the way you started last week's episode is you hit it really hard. Yeah. And I said, why are you hitting it so hard? And you're like, I re- you know, because we had some sound issues. I really want to, you know, push it through. It's yeah. like, oh, it's not helping. The microphone's not plugged in. Yeah. And you know the thing was, we also have these tiny little microphone stands to yeah. paint a picture. Yeah. And the one that we're talking into, it actually, as, and you'll notice this as it goes, no matter how hard you tighten it, it gets lower and lower. Yeah. So I can the, relate to that. <laughs> so the whole episode last time I would get lo- like it was like I was, I was getting lower and lower trying to talk into this thing that wasn't even recording oh, it no. and I have explained to Will that this isn't live so if he needs to stop and adjust the microphone stand he can just do it no, that's fine we don't do enough scatological time travel here <laughs> Imagine if that you, you got a time we, machine, but all you did was go back in time and smear shit on famous <laughs> people's faces. Take that, Maria Antoinette. <laughs> you know what? I reckon that that sounds like the plot of the next Adam Sandler film. <laughs> Shit slinger. <laughs> Shit hot tub time machine. <laughs> no, you know what it'd be called? Shit hot tub time machine. <laughs> you know what it'd be called? Uh, it'd be called Shit Happened. Uh, uh, shit happened. Uh, all right, who's no. the next? Adam Sandler. It's no, Adam Sandler. No, no. I said it's an Adam no. Sandler film. So Shit Happened. So, okay. <laughs> Okay, now in an Adam Sandler film, yeah. there is always there's always a love interest, and he normally gets like an actress who has a bit of credibility, like Jessica Biel or Winona Ryder. Yeah. But they repackage them as kind of like lovable kind of girlfriend. Christina Hendricks. So who would who would be the girl at the moment right now? It'd be like Ellen Page. Ellen Page. No, no, not for, <laughs> no. Too, way too young. She still looks like Juno. Yeah, yeah. but that's why I think that would be, it would work because she's like the hot actress of our time, and you could no, no Kristen Stewart. Kristen oh, Stewart. Yeah. I think that that would be a better You're one. You're right. right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, what now? Stewart. In Adam Sandler films, is okay. It's always he's a man child. He's a guy who isn't, yeah. isn't fronting up to responsibility. Yeah. No, I've got it. Okay. Here's what happens. Adam Sandler's dad, because he always has like an authority figure uh, yeah, that he doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Sandler's dad, played yeah. by, played by. Um, now he'd, he'd get a good actor for this too. He'd get like a Michael Caine or, or someone who's looking for a, Alan Rickman's good actually. Played yeah. by oh, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Alan okay. Rickman is Adam Sandler's dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Disapproving dad. Yeah. yeah, right. Who is a brilliant yeah. scientist? That's right. right? Who's invented, among yeah. other things. He doesn't know it yet. Oh, he, no, he tells Adam. Yeah. He tells Adam that they're having a big, a big launch for this. You know, this new thing has been developing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so Adam, because he uh, is always a fuck up, yeah. he, he he sleeps in or whatever, and he gets down to the laboratory when no to one's get, there like, to get like drugs or something. Yeah, like right, to right, get like right. booze yeah, yeah. or like he's got a still. <laughs> yeah. He's made like a still out of the equipment. Yeah, where he's right, right, his own right, alcohol. Right. Yeah, and how's yeah. this right on the blackboard? <laughs> like Alan Rickman's about to solve the, yeah. the equation, equation yeah. to time travel, and uh, Adam Sandler walks down to get his still, looks up and goes, oh, "I think they need an X there." It's like one of those things where, like, so the time machine. <laughs> there but he like his dad's like I built the time machine I know this can travel through time but we've just not worked out yet I've tried uranium yeah. I've tried like petrol we haven't yeah. worked out yet what powers this thing Adam Sandler's still yeah. where he's making his Yahoo, like the Yahoo serious yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right and, like Einstein. something breaks and it drips into yeah. the machine and it powers okay. the machine okay so yeah. he, he now his joint in there as well <laughs> yeah, so too. once it starts up he says in that Adam Sandler little boy goes well it, at least it will be good for the environment <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Environmentally oh, correct. Yeah, you'd be like, I think this car is green. <laughs> so I reckon, so he travels through time. He wakes up in his same hometown, but it's 30 yeah. years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And he meets a young, like... No, no, a no, young no. Ryan Seacrest or someone who doesn't oh, know what they're going to do with their life and he triggers right. the moment that makes yeah, them... Uh, yeah. Who's the big... Uh, Simon Cowell. He meets a snooty British guy who's oh, sweeping yeah. in a TV station and yes. the British guy, no one likes him because he's always putting people down and Adam Zander says, you know what, like, it would be great if you could do that on television or something like that. And he's like, maybe I'll start a talent show or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but why is he slinging shit? This is the part we have not solved. We should have brought Joss Whedon in for this writer's <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Um, all right, so it shit happened. So he's going back and rubbing shit in the faces of people that he thinks, in some way, have led to him being unhappy in unhappy his current, in his life. current yes. life. Yeah, yeah, right, yes. right. right. Yeah. So we have okay. to set up that his dad was into. Well, we come from a long generation. Yeah, and for example, like he works at some fast food outlet or something yeah. like yeah. that that's run by the local football hero yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. So back like at that. high school, yeah. he used to pick on him, yeah. yeah. And that guy yeah. would be played by someone like Brandon Ralph would be good, yeah. like doing a co- comedic <laughs> turn. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like he goes back in time and finds, you know, him and like, you know, so because, oh, so they're in the, um, like he always gets mocked in the, like the fast food place yeah. and like what they did they, to bully him in the place where he works is they used to get the burgers and they would <laughs> put them between their ass, right? Yes. And they would call it a shit sandwich. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they would hold him down and they'd be like, eat shit and die, yeah, nerd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and so then he travels back. So he's got the... Exactly. <laughs> so, so like, eat shit. That's what he's got, he's got in his head. So yeah. the first time he goes back, he actually makes the young football yeah. doc eat, eat shit. shit eat yeah. shit, And burger. then he's like, hang on. I don't just have to do this to people who have wronged me. Yeah. Maybe I could go back in time. And put shit in Hitler's face. Yes. 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 By, by the way, yeah. every, every time he goes back, he always finds a descendant of his family and they're all played by, by the Alan same, Rickman. Yeah, the <laughs> same actor. Yeah. Different wigs. With like a moustache, you know. Like in the 70s, That's he's got like a shag yeah. wig. And, oh, yeah, yes. it's brilliant. That's brilliant. You got Alan Rickman, every, you don't want to waste him. Every man in his family looked exactly like his dad until him. Yeah, as part of the uh, and you know what happens at the end of the movie is after his wife's shit in all of these people's faces he gets back to the future and he looks like Alan Rickman so he's affected his future there's the movie so that's brilliant so so, uh, Joss uh, oh yeah so we were you know know some people surely we can get that happening mutant enemy will uh, be alright let's we can wind this up we're going to call it uh, an end to Tofop this episode Yes, and then um, oh, then I'd say yeah. Of course, you can uh, yeah check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, is Come there a fan other stuff? Facebook, and if you like yeah. it, tell your friends. Tell your friends, and if you don't like it, uh, I'm Adam Hills. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you've been listening to Tofop. Uh, thank you for listening. All right, bye. bye.